and welcome to the big topic in women's MMA. Frank Posen here along with Sean Humes. Uh, don't forget to check out my blog at frankposen1fix.blogspot.com and my other podcast, the big to- um, Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast, which I did yesterday. Uh, just a quick update. I said last week I was going to buy a new PC uh, on Friday. Uh, I went to Walmart first thing in the morning. You know what, Sean? There wasn't even a lineup there. Like that. Really? But when I went to Walmart last week, there wasn't I even a lineup. line at Walmart all the time. Well, yeah, but last week was Black Friday, right? So they opened at 6 a.m. So it's a good lineup, blah, 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 blah. And there wasn't. But anyway, I did get my uh, new laptop. It's a, an Acer Aspire 3. And uh, I never even used a laptop before. So the only thing I got to get used to the touchpad. And so it's been working great. I did did have that problem where Google Chrome goes to a black screen, but I found the fix for that. So it's not doing that anymore. All right. Let's get on with the the business here, okay? So we had two women's fights on uh, last Saturday's UFC show. Both uh, fight video are up on my blog. Uh, we're going to start with uh, this one was at bantamweight. It was Norma Dumont winning over Ashley Evans-Smith by unanimous decision. And um, Norma is from Belo Horizonte, Brazil. Um, she lost her first UFC fight at featherweight, uh, but she had, uh, fought her previous four fights at bantamweight. And so the UFC asked her to drop to uh, bantamweight for this fight. Uh, she did miss weight. She said after the fight, uh, through her translator, who was also her manager, Alex Davis, that she had woman problems. So we've heard of that before, where sometimes when uh, women are having periods, they uh, are unable to cut weight. So that's probably what you're talking about. Uh, Ashley Evans-Smith is uh, a teammate of uh, Carla Sparza at Team Oyama in uh, California. She's a former former collegiate wrestler. Um, you know, I, you know, Sean. I think Ashley is one of those fighters that a few years ago uh, was a decent fighter, but. I don't think that she's really deteriorated that much. I think the problem is is that the competition is a lot better. And um, we can see that here. Where Not only is Norma a lot bigger than Ashley, because, I mean, I can see why they tried to get her other weight because of her size, but she's also a lot quicker, and she's a lot more efficient in the way she uh, strikes and, and some of the other things she does. She won the first two rounds pretty easily. And in fact, uh, uh, I think round two was a 10 8. Um, you know, she didn't really try to finish in the third round until right at the end of the round. And, you know, even Paul Felder was yelling about that. Why is she trying to finish? Well, you know, she won the first two rounds so handily, she didn't really need to go up and finish. It's up to Ashley to do something, and she didn't do it. And, uh, you know, uh, it was a pretty easy win for Norma. Yeah, um, the biggest problem once she didn't once Norma didn't make didn't make weight, I had some concerns because a lot of Ashley Evans Smith's game is is her athleticism and her physicality. Usually, she's even in fights she's lost, she's been able to kind of impose her will on people physically. But once she loses the ability to impose her will on someone, she doesn't re- she doesn't really have a backup plan. She's not very good defensively. She's not very technical striking wise. All of it is based on the fact that a she might take you down and, and grind you out. And B, she can physically put her body on yours and push you around the cage. Uh, when she fought this girl, she wasn't able to do that. 
And every time she hit her, this girl was eating her shots and walking through. And when this girl hit her, Evan Smith was like visibly wincing and almost flinching at times. And she shot for takedowns. She couldn't get them. Usually she could muscle them. She couldn't. And when she tried to, you know, clinch or, or get it engaged in exchanges, um, she was just losing them. She, she just didn't have any answers for her. And that was compounded by the fact that she's not much of a striker and, and Norma seemed to be at least a, it's not a great striker, or a competent one, which Ashley Evan Smith isn't. She's not even a competent striker. So when she lost her physical advantage, I, I was concerned with her ability to even compete in this fight. And um, I guess I was right to have that concern. Paul Felder suggested said during the broadcast that Ashley uh, told him that she had an injury of some sort going into the fight. And both fighters uh, have been suspended for six months for uh, broken hands. And I don't know if Ashley had a broken hand going into the fight, um, but, you know, I don't think that's her problem, okay? I think her problem yeah. is, like I said, I, I think her problem is, like I said, there was a time several years ago when Ashley was a competitive fighter. And we've seen this with fighters who have been around for a while. And um, I think basically the competition is caught up to her. Well, part of it is competition catching up to you, but how does competition catch up to you is another question. And part of that is you not improving. I, I think Ashley Evan Smith looks like the same fighter she was two or three years ago. I mean, longer she's, than she's that. strong. She's longer than that. Yeah, I, I know, but I, I didn't really start really looking at her until two or three years ago. And the same fighter I saw then is the same fighter I saw now. When she has a size advantage, when she can physically muscle you or you're not really durable and she can just kind of grind on you, she's won. Look, I mean, you, you look at the people she's lost to. Raquel Paddington, she's a grinder. She's a physical fighter. She lost to Caitlin Vera, a big, strong, athletic, physical fighter. Sam Maras isn't an athletic fighter, but she's a big, strong, physical fighter. I mean, she's just losing to people who are just, for the most part, losing to people who she can't physically impose her will on. She beat Macedo. Macedo's not physical, not durable. Beck Rawling at this weight class isn't physical, isn't durable. She beat Marion Renault, but Marion Renault, as athletic as she is, isn't physical or really a grinding type fighter. So anytime she's met somebody who can match her physicality, she falls apart. And it's cool to have that as your initial weapon, but you're supposed to bid, develop tools around it. She never developed tools around it. She just got by on her physicality. Yeah. I, like I, I saw her before. How, how are you? I saw her before she came to the UFC. Okay. And I think it's a competition level thing, which is, I think, what we're talking about here. Here, She's just, well, you it's, know. It's true, but she, Sorry? she still can't. She didn't know how to fake. I, didn't, I, heart, I mean, if you watch her, where, where are the fakes with the jabs? Where's the body punches? Where the head body punch head combination? Those are things that you should, should have developed. But Carla Sparza developed them by now. Why isn't Ashley Evan Smith? Carla Sparza got better. Why isn't Ashley Evan Smith? And Carla Sparza is facing better opposition. And she's still yeah. performing fairly well. Why is Ashley Evan Smith? Because she ain't that good. Anyway, might be, anyway, might be just that simple. Yeah, she just—I I just think she's uh, was good enough to beat fighters in, in you know regional uh, companies. And when she made the jump to the UFC, uh, you know the competition level is higher, and she just doesn't have the skills. And you could see how slow she was against Norma, okay? Norma's bigger than her. I mean, she's smaller than Norma. She should be quicker. She's not, okay? And that's, she just, you know, is she going to get released or something like that? I have no idea. You were talking, you were saying afterwards she should retire. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, when you're getting to the point, I mean, the competition's only get even though it's not a strong division, the competition's only get better. And if you're not able to put wins together, what's your point? I mean, why would you, why would you evolve yourself in a combat sport if you can't even win? You're taking beatings for nothing. And she took a beating. You don't want to keep taking beatings like that over the length of a career. I wouldn't. They don't pay you enough to. Maybe well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they pay her a lot. But to my knowledge, they I don't, don't pay so. enough to take Okay, well, um, what did you think of Norma in general? Uh, I thought Norma looked good. I'm not, I, I have my concerns because maybe if she makes weight, maybe she's not as dynamic, maybe she tires halfway through because she was able to fight a, really, a fairly high pace that uh, Smith couldn't keep up with. And I don't know if that's just because that's how she normally fights or it's because she had a little bit of extra energy because she didn't have to make that weight cut. So she looked, she looked quick. She looked um, aggressive. I mean, Smith isn't a big puncher, but Smith hits fairly hard. And she ate all her shots pretty well. Um, I don't know that she can make Bantamweight continuously. She didn't make it now. But if she can, she might be able to uh, turn that into a little bit of a run because she is bigger and stronger than the average Bantamweight. She could legitimately fight a featherweight. And the skill level of Bantamweight isn't so high that, that size and physicality can't make up for holes in her game. I don't know how good a grappler she is. I, I, but she's a competent striker, and she's a tough and, and, and high-activity fighter. And that, that's enough of Bantamweight, in my opinion. Okay, let's go on to the other fight, which was at Flyweight. Uh, Gina Mazzani beat um, Rachel Ostevich by, um, I think it was a third round. Well, they called it a TKO, but I don't know if I, I would have called that a TKO. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, the news here is that Gina uh, and her uh, fiancé, uh, Tim Elliott, who is also a UFC funder, have moved to Kansas City, and they are training with uh, another UFC fighter, James Krause, at Glory MMA. And among those who train over there, several fighters over there, actually, is becoming quite the uh, the coach, apparently. Uh, Megan Anderson, for one, but there's lots of other fighters there, too. And um, just for the record, uh, Tim Elliott uh, is a native of Kansas City. Okay, so that's a good reason for them to move there. And I would assume that it was Krause's um, idea for Gina to drop to uh, flyweight. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, Shwana, I think it gives her a, a pretty good uh, edge, a size uh, advantage. I mean, this, you know, if she yeah. can keep making that weight, I think she'll be fine. Uh, Rachel Ostevich, uh, I talked about her before that I don't think she's much of a fighter. Uh, and I would be very unsurprised if she does not get really. I mean, we've talked about this before. I mean, the main reason, you know, they, they got her anyway has nothing to do with their fighting ability. It's because of sex appeal. You know, the same thing at Invicta. It's like that's her calling card. But I don't think she's a good enough fighter. She's not even good enough to fight Invicta. You know, so I don't know what the hell she's doing in the UFC. All right. And. It was a pretty easy win for Gina, but obviously I want to see her against somebody better. Um, what do you think about this one? Well, Mazzani moving down was a good idea. I, I said this last, last week, and I still stand by it, even though people on Twitter were arguing with me. Ostevich has a better skill set than Mazzani. What Ostevich doesn't have is a greatly better skill set. And when there is a size and strength advantage, the bigger the size and strength advantage is, the, like the, the skill set has to be twice that for it to equal out. The skills gap between them isn't twice, but the size and strength and durability is 
completely in the favor of Mizani because even though Mizani struggled to ban a weight, she struggled because her skill set isn't that great. She's not a great wrestler. She's not a great grappler. She's not a great striker. This is one of the best performances you've ever seen from her. And it, it, it coincides with the fact that she's facing an opponent who did not have the power to back her off or the physical strength to force her into grappling exchanges and win them. That's why she looks so good. Also, also a new coach. Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying the coach doesn't play a part of it, but when you're facing someone who can't really hurt you, you, you can look really good because you don't have to worry about what's coming back. You don't have to pick your shots. If I know somebody can't hurt me at all, I can throw all sorts of clean technique because I know they can't hurt me. Now, when somebody can, I've got to make adjustments because any shot they touch me with might hurt. I'm sure she made some technical, some technical growth, but if her and Rachel were the same size and strength, I don't know that she handles Rachel the way she handled her. And Rachel's not a great fighter, but technically speaking, Mazzani isn't a great fight either. And beating up Rachel Ostevich doesn't tell me you're a great fighter. No, I don't think um, it does either. Ostevich, like I said, I, I think she used fighting as a platform for her because she's still an attractive woman. From what I understand, she's, she can, she's, very, she's a good communicator. She has some marketing aspects and some intelligence to her, which means that if she plays her cards right, she could use this to be, be kind of a combat sports adjacent type personality if she wanted to or she could build a brand on that because whether we think she's a good fighter or not the fact is she was a fighter who was fairly successful and she fought the ufc level and she's attractive so she could do have other business ventures all based on the fact that not even that she was a great fighter that she fought and she won or she just fought period so i don't think she can continue because it seems like she doesn't want to take the punishment anymore I, i'm not gonna say she quit because she took a she took a beating from Mizani and she seemed to still want to fight but I don't think she can physically hold up to the punishment against the better athletes in division. The only people she's beaten are girls who are past their prime or girls who just also lack technical skills, you know, and even in those cases, she would, she struggled with them. So I feel like she's hit her, her ceiling as far as being a fighter, unless she's going to rededicate herself. And at this age, I can't see that happening. And I, I'm assuming she's trying she's to not make that old, quick money, know. maybe go she's, to, she's not that old. You know. She's not, but the way she fights to me is really like, she hasn't been making progress. And listen, she's not a listen, 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 to get away with let me, let me, let me say this right off the top. I don't even think she's good enough for Invicta. Okay. All right. And, and I thought that when she was in Egypt, okay. So when they called her and she was in tough 26, I said to a friend of mine, I said, what the hell is she doing in the UFC? I mean, I knew what she was doing in the UFC because they don't want to, UFC doesn't want to admit it. But sex appeal is a factor, and she definitely has that. When she was in Invicta, you know what she wore? Wonder Woman, a Wonder yes. Woman costume. Yes, I. You know, so she, fighting is not even the number one thing for her. I, I do agree with you about that, that, that sex appeal can be used. Don't you think she has to be able to fight a little bit too? Well, I mean, it's true. She, she'd have to be a fight, but the fact is she does have some wins. It's not like she, she was undefeated. She was just didn't get any wins. And even in some of her losses, she was competitive in spots. And you know this about fighters. I know this about fighters, dealing with fighters. Even people who weren't very good fighters still walk around like, I'm tough because I'm a fighter. I have a certain charisma and a certain respect I, I get because I'm a fighter, whether they were good or not. Whether they were good or not. So she, if, if she can communicate well and she knows how to market herself well, there's a whole avenue of things she could do to build a, her own brand. Not, not even talk about the personal experiences she went through with her husband. There's a whole market for her to push and go through as management or a personality. There's lots of things she could do. I think she's 
better off doing those things because even though she's young, she's not super old, her game hasn't really evolved. And I don't think physically she's the kind of athlete where she can compete safely versus the better athletes. She's going to take, I mean, she took a beating from Gina Mazzani. Gina Mazzani might be one of the lower level skill people in the division. What's she going to do if she faces a better level of person? Sure, yeah. young kids coming up. Sure, yeah. It's just going to be more. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that I never thought she could. Simple as that. Fair enough. Okay. I mean, it's a fair statement. Okay. So, uh, though, both of those fights, the videos are up on my blog, so you can take a look at them there. Now, we have one fight on this Saturday's uh, UFC show, uh, and it's at uh, Flyweight. It is Taylor Santos versus Montana De La Rosa. Okay, Taylor Santos is from Santa Catarina, Brazil. She trains at Astra Fight Club. Um, she was on the Contender Series, Brazil Contender Series. She lost her first fight in the UFC, but uh, she said since then that what happened in that fight is she had what they call the UFC jitters, and she actually looked pretty good by the third round. So in her second fight, she actually beat uh, Molly McCann, which, okay, fine, Molly McCann, but the point is she won that fight. She looked pretty good. Um, um, Montana De La Rosa is originally from Arlington, Texas. Uh, she, her husband is a fighter, Mark De La Rosa. They both fight for the UFC. Uh, they train at Elevation in Denver, so we're all familiar with those guys. And, um, you know, I saw her before she was in the UFC. She uh, 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 was a, a, a strawweight, and then she got into Tough 26. And now she's a, a, a flyweight. I mean, she's. we were talking about Rachel. I mean, Montana is kind of similar. She's very much a low-level fighter. If you look at who she's beaten, in the UFC, now, her record in the UFC is four and two, and all I guess three of the four fighters uh, are no longer in the UFC. Okay, and the other fighter is Rachel Ostevich, so she's probably gone too. And so I, I see Taylor winning this fight. I just think she's a better fighter. Yeah, um, Montana. I I think she. I mean. I, when I watch certain fights in the UFC, it seems they have an agenda and they want certain people to do well. I'm not saying they, the fights are illegitimate or they're trying to set something up. They're try, trying to rig fights, but they set up fights where you have athletes and it, you, know who's, you know who's the known quantity, you know who's gotten the most coverage, and that's the person the UFC wants to win. I'm sorry, it's combat sports, it's irregular sports. Organizations have favorites that they think they can get by. In this case, Montella De La Rosa is, in my opinion, a favorite. She's got a good skill set. She's a good wrestler. Uh, she's a good grappler. The problem with her is a problem with a lot of fighters. A, she's not a great striker. When she can't physically, when she, when she doesn't have an advantage where she can impress on the feet, as far as her athleticism, that gives her that extra confidence or physical strength, some of the holes in her striking end up showing. She over-pursues. Her defense is, is very one-note. Her striking... It's very predictable and kind of drill, drill work. It's not, it's not based on what the opponent's showing. It's based on whatever she wants to throw. And that doesn't work against a better opposition. That especially doesn't work against better athletes who you can't bully and impose your will on. Her grappling and her wrestling is good, but because her striking is so suspect, it's hard for her to get to the spot she needs to cleanly without getting chipped up or backed up. 
So you see her against a certain class of athletes, she wins. You see her against a certain class of athletes, she struggles badly. Um, I don't know enough about this other girl. I've seen her a couple times. I don't know what kind of athlete she is. Meeting up Molly McCann doesn't show me that you're a tremendously elite athlete. And Molly McCann has so many technical holes in her game that I can't even show that you're really physical or durable. It's hard for me to tell because Molly McCann is so limited as a fighter. She's so predictable. But if she's, if she's got some physicality to her and some athleticism, it's going to be a tough fight for Montana. Montana isn't comfortable on the feet and as good as she is on the ground, sometimes she has a hard time getting it and keeping it there when she can't, when she just can't bully someone or have her way. When she can't have her way, she struggles. When she can't have her way, she just looks, she looks like the gold standard is a fighter. Well, I think she'll, I think she'll win the fight. I think she's a better fight. Look, Montana lost to Andrea Lee for God's sakes. Okay. So you lose to Andrea Lee. Who the hell can you beat? You know? And so that's what I would say about yeah. that. I, she, the, the, I mean, it, once again, somebody, somebody she, she couldn't outpace athletically. She, you know, Andrew Lee. Andrew Lee's a point fighter. So basically, she couldn't cut off the cage. She couldn't set up her takedowns with strikes. And if she got takedowns or clinches, she couldn't maintain them. Yeah, that's a, the only that, difference is Andrew Lee is probably a Yeah, and Andrew Lee is not a great fighter either. Okay, not even close. No. But, so if she loses to Andrew Lee, there's no way she's going to be this confident. No way. Taylor, uh, uh, she looked in her first fight. She actually looked pretty good in the third round. So she's looked good uh, for the most part. They just we want to see her against a better class of fighter at some point, you know. So they're going to give her this fight here, and then they're going to move her up again. Okay, so that's what we got on Saturday. All right. Anything else you want to talk about, Schwan? No, sir. It was now, a light night of fight, light weekend of fights for women. Well, uh, Schwan, <laughs> I noticed that you're still uh, uh, talking to people about you're still talking to people about uh, uh, Valentina versus Jennifer Maya. So, what, what's that about? Well, the biggest thing I, I keep telling people, and I, I watching the fight, I know it was a clear win for Valentina. But as a person who's who's worked with fighters, and I look at it from a strategic point of view, from a coach's point of view, I just feel that Maya has set a, a, a blueprint to a degree of success you can have against Valentina. As good as Valentina is, um, as slow as Maya is, you would have think Valentina would have outclass, like really outclassed her on the feet. Valentina was uncomfortable because she had somebody she couldn't dictate to and she couldn't bully. She looked See, great against this guy. Can I, can, no, great can, against I, can I stop you? Can I, can I, let me explain something to you. I did not make a prediction for this fight. It was pretty obvious who was going to win. But what I wanted was an early finish, mm-hmm. decisive finish. You want to know why? Because it would stop this bullshit that, that you're talking about, okay? Because she's a shitty fighter, man. She's been a shitty well, fighter. That's the thing. She's a shitty fighter. Uh, Schwan, she's been – I saw her get knocked out in 10 seconds in Cage Warriors, for fuck's sake. I, I understand that completely, but if she's that shitty – and I'm not even saying she's not. All I said was the physicality she brings is going to make listen, the fight different. Listen, that is a there's the thing. She's a there's, first fighter. But there's something you're leaving out in all of it. And that's that Herb mm-hmm. Dean did a shitty job. Okay? If Herb Dean does his job properly, okay, the fight probably ends earlier. Okay? Because he allowed them to do, to stall and lay and pray, and all that crap, which a lot of it was Valentina, but the point is, it is the ref's job to stop that crap. And he didn't do it. And I don't think you can talk about this fight without talking about that. 
right? So it's a sim- I can't talk about that. That's that's perfectly fine. But Valentina is a superior fighter. She wasn't wanting to engage. She felt there was a threat, and that was also yeah. Maya being a big, strong, even athletic. I think so, I, I, Jennifer Maya. Could, I think she said. Maya, I think she said threat. some stuff. I think she said some stuff in her post-fight uh, interview that was telling. She thought it was the long layoff, the fact that she had knee surgery. You know, she it just took time for her to get back into it. You know when she looked best in round five. So maybe she has a point. That's fine, but I but like when I made when I made the, when I I had people comment after I was on your sh- on the show to, show before the fight, and I I said these things. I said that she would be off. I said there'd be some issues. I said this was a great moment for Je- Jennifer Maya. Nobody wanted to hear it when I said it. Then after the fight is a little bit more difficult, or she didn't look spectacular. Now everybody wants to say the same stuff I was saying two weeks before. It can't work like that. If you I can't say it first and everybody makes fun of me, and then and then when it ha- but no, that's what ha- I I was tweeting in the fight. I said I told y'all she would get her down. I told you Valentina would have trouble physicality. I told you she wouldn't be sharp. Everybody laughed at me when I said it. And then after the fight, everybody was like, oh, well, I recognize that she wasn't sharp. No, you didn't. Because I said it before and you laughed at me. Nobody, nobody wanted to hear that before the fight. Have you, noticed, have you, noticed, tougher, that I, have you noticed that I'm not saying that? I didn't say you weren't. I'm saying how people responded to it. Because that was a general consensus. People started it, coming on to my side after the fight. All, all the analysts and experts said what I said before the fight. Schwan, you're talking to sheep. Yes, okay, it might be, but there, but that's because I can't. That's because I'm looking at it from different perspective. Well, All listen, I'm, I'm looking is, at it from this perspective. Do- I've been watching Jennifer Maya for years. Okay, since she got into the business in 2011. Okay, and she hasn't been any good for all those years. So I'm not surprised she wasn't any good in this fight either. You know what she did? She basically fought the same fight that Liz Carmouche fought last year. Is the same fight, and really, what it is is you're saying how many? And, and, and what's your what's she, how many what, takedowns did Liz Carmouche get? Huh? Sorry. How many takedowns did Liz Carmouche get again? I said how many takedowns did Liz Carmouche get again? Well, listen. Uh, the only reason Maya wound up on top in that in the takedown was because. She didn't even initiate Valentina did, and she just landed on the bottom. So it really has nothing to do with that. It has to do with this. They mm-hmm. Neither fighter thought mm-hmm. that they could win. So what they decided to do was, oh, I'll last five rounds, it's a moral victory. What kind of bullshit is that? I'm not taking it as a moral victory. I'm just saying, if you look at it and look at the reasons behind it, if I'm a bigger, stronger fighter with some athleticism or maybe, maybe a better striking plan, I could sit there and see there's things I could build off. When she fought Jessica I, there's nothing for you to build off. When she fought Chukagan, there's nothing you could build off. You see what Jennifer, the spots, Jennifer Mike gave her trouble in spots. You can build off that if you're the right kind of fighter. I'm not saying Jessica Andrade would beat her now, but after seeing that fight, Jessica Andrade is comparably big and strong to Maya, but she also hits harder and she's more explosive. So there's spots that she if she got to those same spots again, no, no. Mount Valentina. I think Valentina takes some punishment. The key thing is that Jessica is more aggressive and punches harder. That's the key thing. Jennifer yeah. Maya is basically she punches like Holly Holm. You know, it's like she couldn't punch her. She couldn't break an egg with a punch. Okay, and that's 
she's always been like that. When you know, when when Jennifer Maya first started, right? She, you know, she trains at Shootbox, right? And and people ask me, "Oh, does she fight mm-hmm. like Chris Cyborg?" And I said, "Well, no, because Jennifer Maya is a boxer, and she doesn't have the same, you know, skills as as Chris Cyborg. Chris Cyborg fights, you know, the Shootbox style like Vanderly Silva. You know, Jennifer Maya is like any other boxer. Okay, so." I never thought she was any good anyway. She got a title shot by fluke. And that's it. She'd go back where she came from. Right? She's going to have a swift ascent down the ladder. Okay. Well, I guess there's one other thing I wanted to talk mm-hmm. about. And that's that the big news mm-hmm. earlier this week was uh, boxing uh, champ Clarissa Shields signed with PFL. Okay. And the thing I wanted to talk about on this is that already people are making like she's a big deal or something like that, which as a boxer, she is a big deal. But the thing I always say, not really, hmm? not, not a boxer. Sorry. She, she's not a really big name. In bo- she's not a really big name in boxing. Well, whatever. I'm just going by what people's reaction is. Okay. So anyway, the point is, what are people asking me? Oh, you think? What do you think she was? Will she be Chris Cyborg? And I said, man, she hasn't even fought him a bit yet. We don't know if she'll be, be any good. And the thing that fans have to understand, and I want to emphasize here, is that how many female boxers have we seen try MMA and they have failed miserably? Okay? The answer is most of them. There have been exceptions. Like, for example, Holly Holm, okay, who is, if you want to stretch it, is a success. She's not, she's not an elite fighter or boxer or anything, but she somehow became champ. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is, the majority of them don't get as far as she does. They maybe have a couple of fights. They realize it's not for them, and they go back to boxing, okay? And the problem with that, of course, is the only reason they wanted to get it in the first place is there's no money in women's boxing, and that's the that's the that's the only thing I wanted to say. About it. So I don't know how she'll do. I yeah. don't know how she'll do, but I don't think she'll be as successful as, as some fans think because it takes a lot longer to learn the the MA skills than she probably has patience for. Yeah, I I don't I, I don't foresee a lot of success for her. I, I'm guessing they've set on a, a certain amount of money for her because otherwise there's no reason to take any sort of risk that are going to help hold the hold boxing career. What, what do we call that? Stupid money! Yeah. I, I hope she gets paid for it. I hope she's getting paid for what she she's doing and I hope it's good money. I, I don't really see the purpose of this. I don't think she wants to be a long-term Fighter or champion in MMA, maybe I'll be proven no, no, wrong. No, 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 I just hope she's getting Schwan. paid. She wants to make a whole bunch of money yeah. and go back to boxing. That's what she wants to do. Well, I hope I hope she does it. I hope she doesn't suffer any sort of injury or something that might hurt her boxing career. Because she could. All right. All right. Anyway, so like I said, when I see her, I'll let you know if I think she's any good or not. If she loses her first fight, well. She goes back to boxing, I guess. She'll be like Heather Hardy, right? She'll beat tomato cans, and then she'll lose to somebody good. And that'll be the end of it. Okay. What? The, the one. The one difference is Heather, Heather 
Heather Hardy, Hardy is actually not really a good technical boxer. Clears the shield actually uh, is. Okay. So that it won't make much of a difference, but it is a key difference. Okay, one other thing I wanted to mention: uh, Ryzen announced this week that at the uh, New Year's Eve show, um, uh, Ayaka Hamasaki will defend the Ryzen Atomweight Championship, or Super Atomweight is what they call it, against uh, Miyu Yamamoto. And uh, Miyu Yamamoto, of course, is the uh, sister of Kid Yamamoto. Okay? Um, Ayaka won't have any trouble with her. Miyu, Miyu's problem is that uh, she's 46 years old. Okay? And she started fighting when she was 42. Before that, she was a, a wrestling coach. And somehow, you know, rising owner uh, Nobuyuki Sakurabara talked her into being an MMA fighter. And she doesn't even live in Japan. She lives in Canada. <laughs> so that's the deal with Miyu Yamamoto. But she, there's no way she wins. Uh, they also announced a fight with uh, uh, Kana Asakura will face uh, Ai. A-I is how she spells it. Ai. And Ai is now training at AACC. So Ayaka Hamasaki is training her. And uh, I believe Rina's going to be on the show as well. Going to be retiring in the near future. Okay, that's it. You got anything else? No, sir. Okay. Uh, again, don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com uh, and my other podcast, Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast. If you have any questions or comments for my uh, podcast or for my uh, podcast or for my blog, you can leave them in voicemail. If you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so in Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Enjoy the fights. We'll talk to you later.